this afternoon, also in the studio with me, is the founder and leader of the All People's Congress, APC, Hassan Ayariga. Mr. Ayariga, you're welcome to join us. Good afternoon. Lisa, you're looking very good. Thank you. I wondered what you really take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a very tough economy. Mm. And as you are aware, it's, it's not easy for people to get three square meals mm -hmm. a day. So those of us who are into business, and probably not all our businesses are in Africa mm -hmm. and in other countries, uh, we are able to survive. We are able to mm -hmm. survive the situation. That, 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 that's very good. So, I mean, before, before we get down to talk about the APC, you heard the chief executive of the Ghana Cocoa Board and the losses that they made in 2023. There's still the issue of smuggling, even though he claims that we are paying more than Lacogdiva, what is your reaction to I, I think the Kokoko is, you know... I think he's not being very, sincere mm -hmm. with Ghanaians because nobody takes cocoa out or smuggle cocoa out to where he'll get less money. I mean, that is not, it's, not, it's not anybody listening to him. It doesn't seem logical. So for me, I think that we have refused to add value to the cocoa we have here. Mm -hmm. We are not adding value it. And because of that, a lot of people smuggle it out. And they smuggle it out because they get better offers out there. So all we need to do, first of all, is to add value to the seedlings, mm -hmm. to the seeds we get, to the cocoa we get, and begin to have manufacturing companies that can make cocoa out of uh, what do you call it, cacao out of it, mm. chocolate out of it, and become one of the best countries with the best chocolate in the world, not Switzerland. Switzerland doesn't have cocoa farm. No. But yes, they, are, they have the best chocolate in the world. Germany doesn't have a cocoa farm, but yet they have the best chocolate in the world. And we as a country, we have the best cocoa in the world. Mm -hmm. Yet, cocoa farmers are the worst farmers on, on, this, uh, on the planet, especially those coming from Ghana. So I think that all government need to do is to have a guarantee, price guarantee for the cocoa seeds, for the cocoa farmers to know that, look, if I am selling to government, I am better off making more money than if I'm smuggling it outside the mm. country. So this is what we should start looking at it. Because cocoa is like gold. When you add value to it, it gives you a lot of, uh, what do you call it, um, a financial uh, mm. income. Right. And we are not doing that as a nation. So definitely the cocoa farmers will struggle and sell it out to foreigners who then gives them enough money to be able to take care of their students, their school boys, their homes, and their environment. Look at where cocoa farmers live. Terrible. Go around their farms and see how they survive. It's the worst. And yet, cocoa is one of the source of income for Ghana. All right, for, 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 for hundreds of years. For hundreds of years. Yes. And yet they don't benefit. And, 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 and the thing about this industry is, is, uh, is uh, the cocoa industry is over $100 billion. That's yet, what the primary producer, we who, who go and then, I mean, our earnings on a yearly basis is not even up to $6 billion. Yes, because we, we, we starve them, we suppress them, and we want to buy it at a very cheap rate from them. There should be a price control system and guarantees for cocoa farmers mm. so that they will, they will be proud of being cocoa farmers. Look at the number of years it takes to grow a cocoa tree, 10 to 15 years. And then the number of years they will sit and wait to make these trees to become fruitful. Mm. And then the process of it is the most difficult, drying in the sun, 
squeezing it, extracting it. I mean, we are in the 21st century. What's wrong with Ghanaians? And, I mean, and, and now you're having to deal with illegal mining and also the, the smuggling of the beans to countries like even Togo and Burkina Faso. Can you imagine, can you imagine we're smuggling to Togo, <laughs> not even the... Uh, oh, Ghana. Yeah. All right. But, sad, I mean, sad. This is That's just, why some of us are running course, for president. Yeah, of course, we'll, yes. we'll come to that. But this is just by the way. Before, before again, a few issues I, I want to clear with you before we talk about your timetable ahead of 2024. The Electoral Commission made it clear yesterday that they will hold the elections in December, instead of the proposed November, you as one of the political parties that is represented at IPA kicked against this move when it was first brought to your attention. Now, the issue says that December will be the date. But going forward into 2028, they may seek constitutional amendment to bring it to November. I don't think we need that. What we need is an, a different constitutional amendment to cancel second round. Because their purpose of acting for the, con the election to be shifted to 7th November mm -hmm. was not because of anything. It was to give them time. To give them time to in, case, a in case there's a runoff. But for me, I think we should go different step ahead and look at the issue of not necessarily having a runoff in our elections, but finding a way where we go for first round, two parties that register with the highest vote. They now find a way of having an inclusive governance or government by taking from the other political parties who do not have 50 plus one to join and form the 50 plus one to form a government. So, so some, some kind so, of a, so a, 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 a coalition? A coalition, government. a coalition government, an inclusive government. So we say, okay, APC had 30%, MPP has, let's say, 20%, NDC has 30%, another, the rest of the political parties have 20 so you now take the first two that has 30 and 30. They will now look for the other political parties to bring them together and form a coalition government. Mm -hmm. And that will make every political party strong, important, necessary, and every vote will be very, very important. Mm -hmm. The issue of saying that smaller parties, if to take away the issue of smaller parties being small, because without them, you can form a government. And then it will do away with corruption and the winner takes it all kind of political syndrome. Mm. And we will now have an inclusive government where Ghana will now be on a different platform where when political parties cannot rule anymore, we have... You, you need the support of others, like it happens in Germany, in Israel, exactly. in other countries that in Europe. Us the, rather than telling us that you need to shift it from December to November because of a runoff. Let's, let's look at our constitution very well. There are certain things that we can sit together and Georgia and build our constitution mm -hmm. and, and make reforms that will help going forward. It's not about one political party that wins elections. It's about the country. What are we doing to change? When they were drafting the constitution, I'm not sure they thought of something like this. Mm -hmm. Today, we are in power. We are, we are on board. We are the leaders. So we should be able to draft a constitution for the future leaders to be able to follow up. Mm -hmm. that is, that's part of leadership. Well, I mean, I think that this proposal will require an amendment to the, to the 19th century. We always, do, we always do a lot of amendments. I mean, see, mm -hmm. the president has executive power that he can propose it to parliament. We, the political leaders, can write. I even tried last year, I invited the minority parties for us to debate on this and also to write a letter to the president. But, most of them didn't even understand it. Uh, I, I, and it's something you, you are bent on pursuing. Exactly. If I'm president next year, I will do that. Mm. I will cancel second round. Because first of all, it's a waste of our time. 
Secondly, it's a waste of our resources. Third, it amounts to winner takes it all. Fourth, it amounts to corruption. But this gives us a beautiful kind of democracy where every vote is important. Mm. So, so therefore, your proposal is that, for example, if the APC to garner like 30 percent, and then the other political, smaller political, you will not do business with the party that comes second, but the others, the smaller ones, to form. Yeah, so you form coalition, a coalition government. So APC has 30 percent. Let's say CPP has 10. PPP, let's say, has 10. And then let's say uh, any other party has two. So we need their support and this other support to form a coalition. In that case, the day you have a, a, a party mess up and the other people decide to withdraw their, their support, the, 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 you, go back, the end of you. You, go, no, you go back to opposition. Mm -hmm. So we definitely will now look at each other's policy and find a way of forming a unity government that will give Ghana the best leaders to be. And has our democracy grown to such a level where this proposal can be accepted? Our democracy is even not grown because we don't even think about certain things. We're only thinking about winning power and being corrupt and mismanaging our economy. If you look at the terrain of our democracy today, you will understand that the leaders do not even want to let the democracy grow. They are thinking about themselves. So even when there are proposals that we should do for the nation to benefit rather than they benefiting, they will ignore that and decline it. Mm. And that is why you see that even today, the president has too much powers, yet the president is not willing to reduce his powers. And when I become president as president, Hassan Erga, I am going to reduce the powers of the president by making a constitutional amendment. Because I think that we have given too much power to one person. And if we want to have an economy where there are check and balances, nobody should have so much power like the president. And what, what are some of the powers that you intend to take away from the president? Exactly. Like the president appointing the EC commissioner, it's not right. The president, uh, the, the vice president being the, uh, what do you call it, the, 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 the chairman, of the, chairman of the police council, it's not right. The president appointing, uh, what do you call it, um, the special prosecutor. These are things that lead to your benefit. So who should? if the power should be taken away from the president. Yes. For example, the appointment of the EC chair. Exactly. So now, if the appointment of the EC chair is not coming from the office of the president, the president himself can't be, can't have too much control over the EC anymore. Mm. If the special prosecutor office is not coming, it's not being appointed by the president, the president do not have the powers to tell him, look, these are the cases I want you to, 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 uh, investigate and prosecute. Mm. He, the president, when he goes wrong, they will come after him. But, but, but even though the president has the appointing authority, those individuals have independence to operate. That is why I'm they telling you that our democracy is not grown. Our democracy is not grown to the extent that those individuals have their own mindset to make certain decisions. Why do you think Martin Hamidou left the office of the special prosecutor? He's my uncle. And I spoke intensively with him while he left. Why? And these are the Why did he leave? Because the, there was too much pressure coming from the office of the president, directing him to do A, B, C. And you know, my uncle Martin Hamidou will not stick low and do that. So but, we, we, mm -hmm. we need to begin to understand that this democracy is not just for the current government, the current crop of people who live now, but it should be able to transcend and take us to different steps ahead in the future. Mm. So that once we are in our graves or we are old sitting down, we are able to tell, yes, we made decisions that Ghana today is a better place for everyone.
So apart from coalition governments, um, limiting the powers of the president, what are some of the other reforms that you want to bring onto our body politics? Like appointment of the MC, MD, uh, MC, uh, DCs and MCs, these are not the powers of the president to do. The, the president had, had, the, the people had a plan be, to, to change that. Yeah, but, the people you know, should be able to appoint and vote their own MDCs and DCs. So that they'll be responsible for the, the development of, the of their communities. And also, they will know those who are the right people for them. Now, president is imposing so much on people, and he has too much powers, too much. It is the constitutional That is why I'm saying that him. he would not like to reduce his powers because he's enjoying the privilege. But under this administration, there was, you know, the president tried to have DCs elected. Eventually, it came down to whether it should be partisan or nonpartisan. And the motion was lost, if you like. He is the president in power and he has the majority. How can the motion, how can he lose that motion? It's not possible. The, Tell the, me, how is that possible? The, I mean, the, the, the NDC, for example, was against them contesting on political party lines. When you, bring, when you bring the NDC and the MPP matter here, I will tell you that these two political parties always pretend to be saving Ghana. But at the end of the day, they are doing what benefits them. So NDC will be fighting the MPP not to put up a policy that when they come to government, they will suffer. They will not benefit from it. Vice versa. So that is what I'm saying. Our constitution needs to be changed and amended, and not by politicians, mm. by all stakeholders of this country, academia, the media, the stakeholders, the politicians, the, the lawyers, everybody. We need to recraft our constitution and amend certain sections of it mm. to be able to work, work with it freely without too much powers given to one person or an institution. It is important for us to know this. Because going forward, there's a lot of, why do you think there's so much corruption and we, mismanagement, wastage, and a whole lot of things, and we are, we are unable to... You blame it on when the winner takes off. Exactly, because I... when you win power, what it means is that you're not appointing good leaders who are responsible. You are reshuffling your incompetent leaders, and you call it, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 what do you call it? Leadership mm -hmm. changes. Right. But the point here is that we have better leaders in all the political stakeholders. Mm -hmm. We have better leaders in the academia. We have good leaders in the many institutions in this country. But because you do not hold a political party card of the party in power, you are seen as a threat to that party. You are also seen as a saboteur to that party. You are seen as somebody, if they appoint you, the party members will say, why do we appoint him? After all, he didn't campaign for us. He was campaigning against us. But the point is that it's not about those who win power today. It's about what you're doing with the country tomorrow. Right. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So as president, I will not be appointing leaders only from the APC. I will be appointing competent leaders from Ghana. And you, the reason why I will appoint you is not because you're an APC member or you're not. It's because you are qualified to help me build the country that I want to. You're qualified to take the position that I'm, I'm looking for the best person. So you are the best man for that position. So I will not look for my APC member to come and occupy that position. But I'll look, I'll come around and look for the best person to help me build my country. Because when I build a better country, everybody gets to benefit. Right. It doesn't matter whether you are APC, CPP, NDC, or MPP. What matters is that 
Where are we sending our country to? How did we get there? How are we going to get there? Many nations in the world are performing better. Ghana has all that we need to have the best country in the world. But all that we are lacking is leadership. Lack of leadership. Even the Bible tells us that lack of leadership, my people perish. And definitely that's where we find ourselves. We have gold, diamond, bauxite, lithium, cocoa, oil, timber. The sea is even is a resource. Yet we are so poor to the extent that our city, our children cannot get three square meals a day. Even two is a problem. We are so ignorant and poor to the extent that all these resources that we have have been taken by foreigners, and we call it PPP. We have given it out, and we are calling it leadership, uh, what do you call it, investment. Mm -hmm. we, we have actually given out everything, and we are becoming 21st century slaves. And that is what Nkrumah termed by neocolonialism. Mm -hmm. This time around, we are not being forced into slavery. We are presenting our country and our resources and everything, and we are becoming a 21st century slaves in our own country. Go around and look at all the big businesses in Ghana, big institutions, and tell me how many Ghanaians uh, are managing those or owns or owns those them. Mm. But and you will see that Ghana is in the hands of foreigners. Mm -hmm. We are lost as a nation. That's the word. We are lost as a nation. But, 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 but Mr. Yaga, despite the, the gloom you paint, for me, since 1992, it's been MPP, NDC, MPP, NDC. Despite all these nice ideas that you have, on the, uh, in previous lessons, they've, also, they've always gone out to vote for either the MPP or the It is the case that your party, for example, or you yourself, for example, you've not done enough to convince the electorates that you offer alternative that is worth trying. You see, sincerely, Ghanaians always say that they're looking for a third force. What is a third force? Who, who provides a third force? Who decides who becomes a third force? It's not Hassan Erga as a candidate. It is you as the voter. This is a platform you've given me. Mm -hmm. A lot of Ghanaians are listening to my ideas and our policy and our conversation. They believe that what Hassan Erga is saying is the best thing to go. But they will tell you that. We want Hassan Erga and other smaller parties to come together before we vote them. But why is it so difficult for I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm, com I'm getting to where, okay. whether it's difficult or it's not. Mm -hmm. They are telling us that, form a coalition and we'll vote you. But in, 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 let's be serious here. Are we looking for a platform to vote or are we looking for the best leader to vote? If we are looking for platforms to vote, then we can form a coalition. But if we are saying that we want a leader that can transform our country, it doesn't matter whether that leader is in a smaller political party or is an independent candidate. We have seen in various instances where countries within Africa have voted independent candidates and they've done well. Even France. Macron Even France. From, from a very small yeah, uh, minority president. and became president. So Ghanaians are always giving us excuses. And I don't want to buy that excuse. I think that they themselves are not ready for a third force. If they are ready for a third force, I don't think we should be sitting down and asking why NDC. They, 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 they are getting fed up, and in that, in that system or in that situation, they are becoming fed up and there's voter apathy. Mm -hmm. They sit backward and say they will vote. They will say, oh, after this year, me, I'm not voting. Why are you not voting? You are not voting. You not voting is going to make the incompetent become president. Mm -hmm. So all you need to do is to come out and say, look, 
I am not going to vote NDC, you know, non MPP. I want to see the best leader. Among the leaders, who do I believe in? I believe in Hassan Yerga. I'm going to vote for Hassan Yerga. You vote for Hassan Yerga, I am not looking for a platform to build Ghana. I am not looking at the APC platform to build Ghana. I told you initially. Right. I am looking for Ghanaians that are competent and dedicated to build Ghana. So why do you want me to have a bigger platform before you vote me? So that means that you want me to be like the NDC and the MPP. Before you are given the Before vote. you are given I don't want but, but again, if that is the mindset, then clearly it begs the question whether what people like you are doing is a waste of time and it resources. Is, it, it is not a waste of time. The time will come 2024, probably 2028, where many, many Ghanaians will change their mindset and their attitude because already they are tired of the NDC and the MPP and they are yearning for a third force. All I'm telling them is that do not sit somewhere and expect that the third force must have a certain particular numbers or platform before you vote. Mm. Make that decision that I am looking for the best leader to lead my country. And in the circumstance, in the state we find ourselves, I don't think John Mahama of the NDC is the best leader. I don't think Baumia of the MPP is the best leader. You and are I the think, best. I think Hassan Erega is my best option. Hassan Erega is, is the last hope for Ghana. Not because I'm sitting here, but because I know myself very well. I am the people's choice. But the people keep telling me, Erega, we love you, we love you, we love you, but we want you to come together. And I tell them, I don't have to join with people for you to vote for me. Vote for me and I'll bring the bring people them together. together. So, but, but, but before you get there, what is the plan internally? Because the NDC, the MPP, they've all had their internal elections, uh, waiting for the EC to roll out the timetable. We've not heard much from the APC. Oh no, you have. It's just that you have refused to say you have you've heard much of it. Because the APC all over the news, you know that we are going to our Congress on the 8th of March in Ashanti region, Kumasi. It's all over the news. Mm -hmm. Then we will have the biggest flute and carnival on the 9th of March in Kumasi. in Kumasi. Because this is the platform we're giving everybody to join. We are asking that people should become volunteers of the APC, mm -hmm. sympathizers of the APC, and begin to form their parties, the branches in every community. The reason why I'm saying this is because I initially said it's an inclusive governance mm -hmm. that we are looking at. And because our motto is all inclusive, we are saying that be the leader in your community as an APC member. And when we win power, you are able to become the best person to help build your community. Right. Look, no matter how intelligent I am, how good I am, how resourceful I am, I won't be able to just enter this, your studio and tell you your problems. But you, mm -hmm. sitting here, you are able to tell me, Ayaga, our problem in this studio is A, B, C. If we do BC, they will solve it. This is the kind of leadership I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. People to come out from their own community and let's build the country we want. Let's build the nation we want by giving them the opportunity. So the Congress is to give the, the, the rally mm -hmm. and the carnival is to bring all these sympathizers across Ghana together. together. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's walk and pro progressively, let's come together and build the wagon aid. The, 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 the Congress, what is it about? Is it to elect national officers yes. or presidential candidates? Then all, it's all. all. National executives and the, and, and, and the presidential candidates. candidates. Yeah. And but funny, likely enough, we have only one candidate that is contesting for the president. And that is you. And that's me. So mm -hmm. my will be an acclamation. Because the party believes and thinks that the best candidate for Ghana now, 
not just for the APC, mm. it's Hassan Erga. And then, your, your, but they were national officers, the yes, platform. Yes, all of them do be. Do be for any, those of them who, contest. yes, the party will make that decision whether they want to acclaim some of them or want to elect some of them. That's not my decision. That's the decision of the party, right? Because we have new young people who have also joined the party and want to hold certain positions. Are you, but you are going unopposed? I'm going unopposed. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I will still pick my form on Thursday and file next week. It's still, it doesn't change me picking a form mm -hmm. because it has, we have a constitutional uh, 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 laws that we have to follow. Whether I'm going unopposed or not, I still have to pick a form. Is it, is it because you, you, you funded the party? Not at all. That's why people are reluctant just, to No, 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 no. It's because listening to me and being around me and knowing my leadership style, I mean, you, you, you think that Ghana is wasting our time, not making Hassan Erega the president. Mm. But, I, I don't see so far among the leaders that are contesting in 2024, Undoubtedly, I don't see a com somebody who can compete with me in terms of anything. So you are confident I've of winning? I've grown from 2012 till now very speed, in a, in a very effective manner mm -hmm. in politics. That I, I see, sorry, but I see the MPP candidate as empty. I see John Muhammad too now as empty. Those days I used to see them as people who have the best brains. Why do you say they are empty? I mean, they put forth programs and plans they hope to implement to change the fortune of the country. If what? We've heard of 24-hour economy. We've heard of somebody, uh, we've heard of the vice president, for example, Talking deepening what has digitalization. been and, and Talking about digitalization. Exactly, and now, other things that... that, that now, let me tell about. you. If the president, former president, is talking about a 24-hour economy in 2024, I spoke about it in 2016 and 2020. If... Uh, Dr. Bamudi Bamia is talking about digitalization. I spoke about e-governance in 2020 and 2016. So I see them picking up some of my manifesto that I, I abandoned in 2016 and spoke about some of them in 2020, that they are now seeing it as policy. And I laugh. I don't understand. In my manifesto, a 24-hour economy is not my number one policy. Mm -hmm. It's my number 30 policy. Number 30? Number 30. Which one is number one? Number one is a natural data system. Which we, nobody's thinking about it. Is there, is the National Identification Authority not that doing is, something? That is, that is like a that? card. That, that's not as deep. But, but they also take the... No, 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 that is, that, is, that, is, that is just a card, sorry, but that's a card. That doesn't give us the system and the data we are looking for. What kind of data are we A National about? Data System is a different data system that is designed to police our country and know the check and balances of every Ghanaian. It entails even your blood sample your blood group. If, for instance, I want to know those who are blood group B, I'll key in the system and say blood group B Ghanaians, and I'll see the list of Ghanaians who are blood group B. If I want to know your salary, all I need to know about you, with the data system, I pick any details of yours, either your telephone number, your house number, your car number, anything I key in. Everything about John, Elton John, will drop. And the number of Elton Johns we have in this country. Mm -hmm. So the data system allows us to capture every biometric data of you, your salary, your, the number of children you have, the number of wives, sorry, I don't want to say wife, but the number of wives you have, their information, their details, the job you do, 
the, the, your blood group, your facial recognition, your telephone number, your number of cars. So even that gives me the best opportunity to plan. To plan. And the next is natural data plan. So it goes on. Then up to the 30th one, which is a 24 hour economy. So I don't start from 24 hour economy yeah. and start shouting where people will say. Mm -hmm. And the e commerce comes too. So if President, Vice President Mahmoudou Bombia is shouting, digitalization, digitalization, I wonder what he's thinking about. Because digitalization is not a policy, it's a process of moving from analog to a digital system where everybody's doing it. Mm. It's not a policy. But, you but, have but moved, you know, if, if, if you it's, have moved it's taking from, time for the country to get to this. No, point. no, no. It is not a process of taking time. It is something that is already in the existence. We talk about e-commerce, e-government. E that is better. Digitalization, look, those days you have to have cameras where people have to stand and behind the camera and hold it and be struggling their hands to go up. This is digital. You have a digital system now there. So when you sit down and say, because of digitalization, Kayoyo people will do it, I find it empty, practically empty. Somebody who doesn't have anything to say and is shouting digitalization. No president in this world will be talking about digitalization at this time. This is something we have gone past it years back. But this is Ghana, we need Yeah, this. because we don't have the right leaders who have the right minds, who have the best vision. You agree with me that digitalization is now a policy. The vice president comes and says, look, I was the mate. I don't understand whether he was really a mate or a driver. I was the mate. And I am going to scrap taxes on betting, taxes on the omissions and levies and all that. Oh. And that is a policy. And you, the media, you agree with him that it's a policy. How can somebody impose taxes on you? Scrap it off. And you agree it's a policy. What makes it a policy? Scrapping of taxes doesn't make it a policy. Removing taxes on betting is an encouragement of our kids to adapt a bad attitudinal change by becoming gamblers. Right. So, I mean, not to say that. Of course, because, because <laughs> of time, I mean, I'm enjoying your, 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 your point is very much. But I mean, we, we, we are wrapping up on this. Hopefully, in days to come, we'll have more to talk about. But what do we expect of the Electoral Commission? What do we expect of the security agencies as we move towards 2024? I, I, I think that we need to be very careful in this 2024 election because this 2024 ele year election has something no Ghanaian is looking at. And I want to make it clear on your yeah. studio. We have three Northerners that are going to be contesting the frontline election. John Mahama, my senior brother, Baumia, my elder brother, and lastly myself. It is a northern kind of campaign. And over the years, many. There's also Alan Chemantin, who is from the south anyway. Yes, many. He's not on the front row. He's yet to be a candidate. He's, those are people. No, 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 nobody's a candidate yet. Those are people who call themselves groups. They are not political parties. I'm mm -hmm. talking about the major political parties that are going to contest. Mm -hmm. Alan will come, definitely. There are going to be a lot of. Independent candidate. You know why? Mm -hmm. Because the presidency has been reduced to nothing. So people are coming out to say, if this is what we call president of Ghana and how they manage this country, then everybody, every sorry, not every Tom, Dick and Harry, everybody can be president. Mm -hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the point here I'm trying to explain to you, these three Nordners have certain group of special, no, excluding Hassan Erga. 
The NDC and the MPP have certain groups of political vigilante groups oh. that are bent one. This one says we are going to break the eight, and this other group says we are going to take over. So these vigilante groups, if we do not come out clearly to disband them, which has been outlawed by yes, the, by, 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 by law passed by parliament, we are going to have a very serious chaotic election. And that is what I'm praying hard, mm -hmm. that my brothers, my senior brothers all look into it. So that we begin to look for a political, are we going to do a campaign of ideas or are we going to do a violent campaign? This is what I want to see. This is what I want the media to concentrate. Because people perceive people from the north are violent mm -hmm. and now three northerners are going to go for the country. Are we going to have a violent kind of political terrain? Or are we going to say, Peace Council, engage these three political leaders. Let them sit and sign a peace accord that we will not countenance, entertain any party that will come out violently. We will not accept it. And any party that comes, we will make sure it never happens because Ghana is the only country we have. Mm. And we must begin to look at these things. I like that point. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we have to make steps. Serious steps. Let us not overlook the 24, uh, uh, 2024 election. It's a very serious thing. We will talk about it later. Thank you very much. So hopefully on the uh, on the on March eighth, you carry it live. Yes, the Congress in Kumasi to be yes, followed by know, uh, a float carnival and, and then float. and then also I encourage people to contest the parliamentary election yes, on the yes, ticket yes, of APC. Yes. We we intend to win twenty five seats, but we ask many people. We we have been able to identify the, the twenty five seats that we can win. Okay. That is a hundred percent sure, unless something otherwise. Mm -hmm. But oh. the twenty-five seats is a secured seat for the APC. Sure. Six are coming from my community where I come from: Binduri, Garo, Timpan, Puzuga, Zebila, and Bogu Central. My people are going to give me hundred percent because this is where they also have to say, nobody send his son away and take care of another person's son. Mm. I am the son of that sixth constituency. Mm -hmm. And definitely, if we are going into a race, my fathers and uncles will not throw me away and pick somebody's son. Right. It's not a, it's not a tribal politics, mm -hmm. but it's a saying. You build, you train your child to be better than you. And they are training me to be better than them. Thank you very much, Hassan. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure always having you.